0: Take away all that the working class has given to English literature, and that literature would scarcely suffer. So said Virginia Woolf in her 1940 presentation to the Workers' Educational Association titled The Leaning Tower. Yet while her wider point about the exclusion of working class voices from literature is correct, her statement is nonetheless partially complicit in the very problem she's pointing out specifically in that what the working class has given to English literature has been taken away, and that literature has suffered as a result. By Wolfe's time, literature had already seen the works of Stephen Duck, the 18th century Thresher poet, various chartist poets and novelists like Thomas Cooper and Thomas Martin Wheeler, as well as writers like Robert Tressel, Ethel Carney Holdsworth, and those around the proletarian literature movement of the 1930s. Add to this the history of working class writing from outside the UK, or that written since Wolf presented her paper, as well as the various movements of working people which have inspired writers and their literary works, then the idea of taking away all that the working class has given to English literature starts to seem like it would make that literature suffer more than at first thought. The aim of this podcast then is to draw out the contributions of working class people to literature, whether as writers or participants in movements which would later become literary events. We hope to boost long-neglected working-class writers and promote working-class literature not just as an area of study for its high standard of artistic craft, but also as a large and varied body of texts which should be read and enjoyed by more people than they currently are. We also want to open up the definition of what is generally considered working-class writing, which all too often is restricted to writing by straight white men, albeit from working-class backgrounds. Meanwhile, writers like George Lamming, Jeanette Winterson, and the recently passed away Toni Morrison are variously considered black, post-colonial, feminist, or LGBT authors, but rarely, if ever, working-class ones, despite all of them coming from working-class backgrounds. This actually speaks to a wider issue in how working-class politics are often thought about, Women's, LGBT, and black liberation are considered identity politics, distracting and detracting from the real politics of working-class unity, ignoring the existence of working-class women's, LGBT, and black liberation. So the debate about who counts as working-class literature is, in the final instance, also about who counts in working-class politics. Working-class literature is a sister project of the Excellent Working-Class History podcast, if you've never listened to that, then I highly recommend that you check out the links in the notes below, as it's a really great project that we're really proud of. We've interviewed people like Noam Chomsky, director of Peter Peterloo, Mike Lee, as well as participants in struggles like the Stonewall Riots, the Grunwick Strike, and soldiers' resistance to the Vietnam War. As with that podcast, below each episode, we're going to try to include links to further information and explanations of any people or issues which we didn't manage to fit into the actual episode going forward this podcast will only be sustainable through donations from our listeners if you like what you hear and would like to help us cover our costs then please check out our patreon at patreon.com slash working class literature and if you can't give anything just now then that's not a problem you can still help by sharing our content and giving us good reviews on your favorite podcast app our theme music is a song called The Popular Wobbly written by T Bone Slim, a poet, songwriter and columnist as well as radical trade unionist who we're going to be covering in our first episode. The song's performed by his great-grandnephew John Westmoreland, who we also speak to in our first episode, and you can find links to his music in the show notes below. That's all for now. Our first episode should be online shortly, and till then we leave you with the words of Enrique Ferrari, the award-winning Argentine author and cleaner on the Buenos Aires metro. It is a peculiarity of capitalists and the bourgeoisie to think that we workers have no culture. Here at Working Class Literature, we hope this podcast can become a vehicle for the rediscovery of some parts of that culture, which all too often get forgotten. He was breathing rather hard when he saw my union car. He went wild, simply wild, over